0: Welcome to the Team Selection Podcast on the AFI Ruddings Network. My name is Pete, and I go by the name of AFI Ruddings Pete, on Twitter. Welcome to co-host and 7 Purse Ryan Daniels. G'day, Pete. How are you going? We are heading into round three, so let's hit on the Friday night game to start with. So no Mason Cox, and it could be for a couple of weeks at least, and that should be good for Darcy Cameron. And while on the Richmond versus Collingwood game, no Dusty. No Jacob Hopper, Nathan Board suspended for a few weeks, and Jaden Short is sidelined. So uh, plenty of changes right there that could assist fantasy teams.
1: Yeah, a bit to un- unpack there, isn't there? And I mean, Cameron sort of last week exploded a bit, and we thought, oh, again, okay, here we go. Um, it's kind of frustrating in a way, I think, because a lot of us wanted to start with him in the preseason, but many didn't because of a number of reasons. The Mason Cox thing was sort of hanging over him. and... There was other options that popped up, and his scoring wasn't amazing in the preseason. But, geez, he was good last week, and now he's got this clear runway. Um, I'm expecting him to go pretty big, although Nank's a pretty good matchup for him too. Um, and the Tigers is, you know... They're a bit scattered. I mean, it's it, it's interesting to me now because you'd assume that Toronto just gets an even bigger slice, um, and then it's guys like Liam Baker and guys like Dan Rioli, and they're sort of you know they're, they're other ball users. They're going to have to come into play. Um, it's it, I really don't know what to make of that Richmond side with so many guys coming out. Um, the one on Collingwood I want to mention is I, I heard during the week that Tom Mitchell's had a back injury um, to start the season, just a really back it. it's sort of just been bothering him. So it'd be interesting to see if that helps his scoring the, the more it eases off, um, because I don't think it's something he's going to have to miss time for, but it's something that has hindered him a little bit. So I would assume that at some point he's going to feel a bit better and, and that might help him.
0: Yeah, certainly noteworthy on Tom Mitchell there. Uh, but for the Tigers, um, you probably expect to see Trent Cochran in there a little bit more, Shai Bottom in yeah. there a li- little bit more, and Jack Ross uh, in there as well. So definitely some uh, moving pieces in that game for both teams. So let's switch on to the Saturday game. So let's hit on Carlton versus GWS. So Matt Kennedy misses, and it's pretty much a straight swap for George Hewitt, who is apparently going to wear a glove in that game with his hand injury. And for the Giants, we've got Josh Kelly and Lockie Whitfield returning from the concussion protocol.
1: Yeah, so everything sort of goes a bit back to normal for GWS. So we're a bit all over the shop last week. Um, Tom Green was sort of the lone man in the middle there, um, and I think those guys being back will help Tom Green too because um, he didn't get a tag last week, Tom, with Ruben Jinby, but it was a bit, of, it was fairly close attention. Um and with Kelly back in the side he, he sort of draws a bit of that attention away as well. So um really good for GWS. I'm still not really sure what to make of their back line. Like with Isaac coming, his scoring's not great. Whitfield we only got sort of one game out of him. We don't really know what where he's gonna be. So I'm fascinated to see what GWS look like this weekend. Um and as you say, Carlton to me is just a yeah, a Kennedy role just replaced by Hewitt. Um, so he'll probably score pretty well.
0: Onto the game previous there, so Harry Morrison and Jack Scrimshaw come in for the Hawks, just a couple of notables there from a fantasy perspective, and Will Phillips replaces Joy Simpkin, who is suspended.
1: Yeah, great to see Phillips get a go, um, you know, a bit late for, for us all now, although some probably still have him stuck on their bench somewhere, um, so hopefully he can get a clean run at it, and I was fascinated as to see why Scrimshaw wasn't in that team, and I, I read today that Uh, Mitchell said that he'd had a quad injury and he'd been been in hospital with an illness or something. So that makes a bit of sense because I was surprised that he wasn't in their best 22. um, For people who have been hanging on to him in draft leagues, good patience. And he replaces Lockie Bramble, who had been scoring pretty well, but I think Scrimshaw is the superior player.
0: Yeah, Scrimshaw copped a little uh, bit of chatter on social media this week as why he wasn't into that team. So it was good clarification from... Uh, Hawthorne senior coach there, Sam Mitchell, today. So let's move on to the St Kilda versus Essendon game. So Jack Steele, unfortunately, breaks his collarbone. He's out for probably at least a month. So there's plenty of midfield minutes available in that team. Probably going to go a stack to Marcus Windhager. Crouch and Ross will be right up there as well with regards to minutes and obviously ball production there, fantasy production, I, I should say. And then on the other side of the coin there, so you got Sam Wiedemann and Jake Stringer named for the Bombers, which could mean Cole Langford goes back to halfback for the Bombers.
1: Yeah, it's, it's um, that, that game, I don't know what to make of that game. you got two teams who are undefeated. You've got two very different styles. Um, you mentioned Steele being out. What does that do? I love Windhager. I think he's a really good player. Um, I think he'll see a, a fair bit more time in the middle now that he's, hand, he's probably recovered now from that hand injury. Um, interesting that they didn't bring Bytel back. Which I kind of thought that they they would, um, but to have Windhagger in there, Ross, I expect Ross to jump up a bit and, and crouch to get the majority of that ball in the middle there. So, but what it does do is for Essendon's midfielders too. It probably gives them probably the, the, the better looking midfield, doesn't it? Without mm. Steele, was Parrish and Merritt and Setterfield and Shield, um, they look a bit stronger. So, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting game. Those two teams I still haven't quite worked out.
0: I did have a bit of a look at uh Windhager in Classic this this week, so mm-hmm. it's a mid price option. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see how Ross Lyon uses him in that midfield because it's not as if he's coming in as a fourth mid, so he's pretty much going to be should be part of the high uh, usage type mid. So does he does he make him a, a ball winner type? And you know, on the other side of the coin now, specifically for this matchup, you've got Zach Merritt, you've got Darcy Parrish. I don't think yeah. Uh, Will Setterfield would we'll get a take, but it wouldn't surprise me, like, with Ross Lyon, just, you know, just to knock out, like, a bigger body, and, and but but then you got Merritt and Paris who can beat you as well, so interested to see what Ross Lyon does with uh, that midfield usage and any type of take, but, you know, the, their structure has been actually quite excellent in the first two games, right?
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think I really liked what they've been doing, St Kilda. And, you know, I sort of made a couple of comments that they've been a bit boring. And, and they have to a degree, but, you know, winning isn't boring at all if you're a St Kilda fan. And I do think that um, Windhager will basically tag merit. I think I'd be worried about that one if I was a merit owner. So just beware.
0: On to the showdown. So Adelaide versus Port Adelaide on Saturday night. So meets meets Georgiadis. Out uh, of that team, which is quite interesting from an off season trade scenario, potential. Uh, and then on the other side of the coin, so there's some few changes here, but the notable one here is Harry Schoenberg misses Fadlow. Yeah, and he got dropped, I
1: believe. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah, which is interesting. I mean, I think we've all thought that Schoenberg at some point was going to be a really high end or, or in a medium to high end midfielder. I, I really like him, but. Um, he never seems to be able to get a really clean run in it and a really good run of form for any extended period. So that's a that's a fascinating one there for me. Um, you mentioned Georgiades. i have got a big watch on Georgiades. Um, if he's not in that team and he's not in Port Adelaide's best team, um, then you know I think he's got too much talent to be doing that. So uh, I, I'd be a watch this space. He's a WA boy. We'll see what happens there, Pete. Um, but the showdowns are always hard-fought, tough games. I'm not sure what the numbers stack up as in terms of, like, do they produce high fantasy scoring games? But typically games like that don't. Um, so I don't know if I'd be making any captaincy choices from Port Adelaide or Adelaide this week.
0: Yeah, pretty much a lockdown game, I would presume, from both teams, unless there's a bit of a blowout scenario. But, yeah, cracking games, showdowns, always enjoy watching those, that's for sure. So let's... Click go over to the Sunday game. Just some notes here as teams are extended benches at this point. So Tom Stewart named for Geelong, which is quite, quite interesting after, you know, an early potential return from a knee injury and it's baby watch for Jeremy Cameron Ryan so uh, <laughs> no no baby as yet as far as what I know so there's you know if Jeremy Cameron was uh, suggested to leave the game a couple of weeks ago at half time you've got to imagine that he's not getting in on a plane to the Gold Coast and especially when, when his partner's baby is now overdue so and then the other thing is that Chris Scott in his presser Mentioned today that you know, expect you know, the team that he's going to name on Thursday expects several changes, so that's certainly a big watch that whole Geelong team and, and line up for Sunday.
1: That's a good point on Jeremy Cameron's baby. We all kind of forgot about it after that first game, didn't we? Um, but no baby yet, as you say. Um, and Stuart, I would not be expecting him to play. I mean, it, it, it's very Chris Scott to sort of name him and never really intend to play him. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Maybe he'll surprise us, but. Yeah, beware that those Geelong laid outs. So I'd be if I had either of those guys, I'd be absolutely preparing for them not to play.
0: Yeah, Chris Scott did the hard sell on Tom Stewart today, so I'm not really believing that. But you know, he has surprised before, so let's wait and see how that flushes out. And I'd probably pretty much go to you know final teams and actually when they walk on the ground on Sunday to yeah you know, to legitimise what he's saying. Anyway, so let's move on to the middle again. So big match up here for Sydney. And Melbourne there. So Buddy is back in. And then we go, Jacob of Van Royne is making his AFL debut. And there's a big watch on Stephen May, apparently. Uh, It's clearly Andrew McCormack uh, reporting that from 7 Melbourne today. And the biggest thing that I need to see from this game is from Brody Grundy. So now he's got like a massive opportunity to hit some fantasy scores here, uh, being the number one and pretty much a solo rock. so you know, and he is not max scoring the way he plays, when he played at Collingwood and he was racking up huge fantasy points that was a slow ball moving type game scenario, and the game has changed since then, so I just wonder if Grundy is just going to be that piece behind the ball, and I reckon he would be if Stephen May doesn't get up for this game uh, but yeah, he can also act as a, another mid uh, in ball transition there as well, so Interested to see his specific role in that game and his fantasy scoring output.
1: Yeah, that is an interesting one. I think, um, we're all expecting him to, to produce far better numbers fantasy wise while Max is out. And that's going to be between four and six weeks. If you drafted Brody Grundy, this is exactly what you were hoping for. I mean, you don't hope for injuries, but in fantasy, that does kind of help you from time to time. Um, so it's a big month for Brody Grundy. And if he can get his confidence up and if he can get some numbers and, and really take some ownership of that role, maybe when Max comes back, you know, it's more of a split because I think what we realized quickly was, it's still Max's ruck, right? Like Grundy basically yeah. became a forward that, that pinch hits, um, which is you know it's Max's team. He's the captain and he's arguably the best player, or at least the second or third best player on that team. So um, it'll be interesting to watch it. Um, I also think that you, you hit the nail on the head with Stephen May. If he doesn't play, as, as Mitch and, and Andrew said, um, that that means that Melbourne Melbourne are not the same team without Stephen May, and they're not the same team without Max Gaughan. Um So that'll be that'll. Impact the game significantly. Van Ruin, I really like. He's a West Aussie guy, can take a mark, um, get, gets a bit of the footy for a, for a sort of a key position type because he's more of a, a, a medium to big forward rather than a tall forward. Um, so he's an interesting watch. I don't think he's going to score a whole heap of points, but he could easily give you a 50. Um, you know, it'd be, Sydney's defence is, is pretty tough to play against, but I've got decently high hopes for his AFL career.
0: Now for the final game of the round, and this is one I'm really looking forward to because Fremantle 0-2, they probably desperately need this win. They can't go 0-3 to start the season, especially when they're trying to chase the premiership. So Nat Fife misses this game. What else are we expecting uh, in regards to team selection, Ryan?
1: Yeah, well, Frio's named, uh, Nathan O'Driscoll as one of their inclusions. Now, he's in their best team for sure. He's, uh, he's been a little banged up over preseason. So, um, he's played a little bit of what, waffle practice match. I'd expect him to get into that team and give them some really nice run and carry on the wing. Um, he's a pretty good user of the footy. He's excellent around goals. Um, he loves a goal from anywhere within 60 metres. He can have a crack. Um, so that's a, that's a good addition for them. Brandon Walker was the other one they named. He's a lockdown small defender. Um, but does, you know, give them a little bit of pace. Um, and then Matt Johnson is the other one that could potentially come in. Um, now the, the one to watch, I guess, is that midfield because the, the noise out of Fremantle is that the midfield really hasn't been producing, haven't been hitting their last kick into the inside fifties very well. They're making, um, Probably poor decisions and then poor execution. Now, you're not going to drop Andy Brayshaw or Caleb Sarong or Jager Romero. I'd be keeping an eye on Will Brody. He hasn't really had a standout start to the season. His defensive stuff isn't probably as good as the other guys. So it's just one to keep an eye on. And if Johnson does play, I really like Matt Johnson. He's an excellent young player. Um, you probably don't have to bring him in this week. Uh, but if he does play and he, you know, he gets in that sort of 40, 50, 60 range, he might be one at worth looking at picking up already next week if, if he has a decent start. Um, on the West Coast side of things, uh, Brady Hoff is probably the, the most notable one that they brought in. Um, I doubt anyone would have him in salary caps, neither Clark, neither um, Harry Edwards. But for drafts, Hoff is an interesting one, particularly keeper leagues. He's a good young player, uses the ball pretty well. Um, of those three, he's the one most likely to come into that team, I would have thought.
0: Excellent stuff. So where can we find you this week, Ryan, and your regular
1: spots? Uh, well, a little bit of uh, Twitter, Footy Rhino, um, Seven if you're in Perth, tw- uh, Triple M if you're in Perth. Yeah, everywhere and anywhere, Pete, these days. <laughs> it's hard to keep up. <laughs> uh,
0: for me, certainly, uh, AFL Ratings are sending out uh, plenty of info, obviously, there with those associated Twitter accounts there as well, aflratings.com.au, and I'm at AFL Ratings. Pete, there as well on Twitter. All right, until team selection next week, have
1: a great weekend and good luck to the listeners in round three. Thanks, Pete. You too.